0: Pyramid and Proven Investments Limited. Welcome to another
1: presentation where we shine the spotlight on individuals and organizations in the diaspora uh, doing outstanding things for and on behalf of their alumni associations, impacting the lives, the livelihood, the importance of students at schools in Jamaica and most importantly coming out of the covid-19 pandemic the 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 work and the and the the benefits are at times hard to understand how these students far removed from school and communities give back so much because of love for school and country It is my pleasure to welcome on this edition of our podcast uh, members of the Morant Bay High School Alumni Association here in New York. We have with us today President Charles Murray, and sitting in and listening in is Vice President uh, Andrea Owens-Boyd. Gentlemen, gentlemen, and lady, welcome to our presentation today of another podcast. Charles, uh, I'll start with you. Um, 35 years, I'm counting. Um, Share with my audience now what has been happening with the Alumni Association, Bay High School.
2: Uh, Thank you very much, Aubrey. Um, As you said, 35 years. So 1986, a group of us um, who have migrated to the United States decided that we need to be able to give back to our school. And uh, September of 86, we decided to to get together and form this association. Now, this is not the first group in um, that, you know, of alumni students from the school who have formed the organization. Our, Our friends in Jamaica, the Jamaican chapter, um, they started that, and they have been in existence all along. We saw ourselves um, as we were removed from the from the country and migrated to a new new country of you know where we're going to reside, We mm-hmm. decided that we can give back um by coming together here and trying to raise funds for the school. right. One of the things that we we found out is back when we started, obviously, we were the only high school in the parish because that back then the educational system had not changed. Right. So we had primary, junior, secondaries and high school. Now I think all those junior secondary schools have became oh, man, high schools school. now. So, high schools. Yes. so back then we were the shining light of our parish and we we're the only <laughs> high school in right. our parish. So it was important for us to make sure that the standards that, you know, that we were afforded um, you know, is maintained at the school. And for the kids that are coming behind us, that they are able to participate and enjoy, um, you know, the best educational opportunity that right. you know we can provide. Mm-hmm. So we started raising funds and 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 decided to work very closely with the school to find out areas in which they are challenged. I never use the word deficient. I yes. say they are challenged exactly because um, what you'll find is that they are, we are there for everything. We can do everything, but we might not have been able to scale. Um, and that's why I look at it as challenges. And we wanted to to focus that way. That was the, the genesis behind us um, being formed. We say New York chapter, I'll, be, I'll just say one more thing on that. We say New York chapter, right. but we have folks in Washington, D.C., in Chicago, various mm-hmm. places who are members of the New York chapter because there are no chapters in their area and they wanted to be a part of the community um to give back. So New York is just where we're hosted. Mm-hmm. I myself is in Boston. So that tells you that you know uh, just the vast majority of our folks are in New York. So we call it the New York chapter.
1: Well well it's interesting that you point out because while you are while you are should I use the word domiciled in Boston? Mm-hmm. Andrea is, is domiciled in the New York area. So exactly. there is that connectivity and synergy, yes?
2: Right, right, mm-hmm. right. That's mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. what we say. And, mm-hmm. and, and and the way we the way we look at it, Ari, is that we are literally trying to, you know, to provide a community for the alumni, you know, that they can give back instead of trying to work individually with the school to see how they can give back. We as a group can really do more if we pool all of our resources together. So that, that's, that, that was the most important thing. Since then, we have had friends in, in the Atlanta, Florida area who has formed the chapter. And um, so we call that area the, the Atlanta chapter, even though there are a lot of folks from Florida, which is a part of it. So in the States, those are the two chapters, you know, that is the New York chapter and the Atlanta chapter.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and and Charles while your membership straddles different states different regions um ideas in different countries you've you've been able to come together literally physically mm-hmm. and and do things for on behalf of the school I I note um, with a lot of interest the the fact that your, your fundraising has has benefited for example the school in so far as a, a, a computer lab
2: right and that that was you know when we did that back in i think it was 2007 that was tremendous because i think we started having um and i think C, uh, CXC um and the, the the gc we were fading out gc the school started. Um, there was a subject that was called computers. I think it was computer science that the kids can take right. in in their in their exams. And we had these kids were were supposed to take these exams, but they were there was no um, facilities at the school to prepare them for that. Yeah, and the that. school, yeah, the school and us decided to to come together and created uh, this lab, and it it was a one of you know outside of our scholarship funds I'd probably say that was one of our most you know um proudest moment because mm. we saw the results almost immediately the the year following um the creation of the lab we saw the the the, 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 the subjects that were passed you know dr- you know the computer science subjects that were passed mm. you know doubled you know right. and the you know at one point we we were we we all the kids that we submitted for the exam passed the exam after the labs were created. Wow. So we saw immediate um, success and it was great for us as a group here, you know, to see that we were able to make a difference.
1: It is, it is no secret, Charles, that alumni associations are, are being looked at now in, in tremendously positive ways. Uh, 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 and I dare say, given, you know, even uh, declining, uh, shrinking subventions from government to, to, to schools, one of the, 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 the pivotal areas that alumni associations seem to contribute and do well in is providing for the individual student. Yes, there are collective uh, 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 contributions, but when you give a student a scholarship to manage transportation, lunch, and tuition, that in 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 a, in in a sense is is extremely beneficial. Talk to me about the scholarship fund at Morant Bay High School.
2: So you know, and I appreciate that question because that is what we call our signature project. Um, back in nineteen ninety seven. We, um, you know, a lot of us, you know, from the parish obviously came from challenging means. And so we could really relate to some of the problems that some of our kids were faced with. These kids are brilliant, but they did not have the means to make it to school. And some of those who made it did not have the means to have lunch or anything like that. So we decided to, 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 to initiate a scholarship program Back in 1997, and our scholarship program was not a—it was not a grant. It was actually a scholarship. From the day we awarded you that scholarship, if you maintain the the levels of you know performance that we ask for, right. we are with you until you graduated the college, until you graduated high school. Wow. So we we issued we issued scholarships starting in the second form because obviously we do not know anything about the new kids coming I mean, in, in, in the first form. So we wanted them to be one year in the school so we can at least look at their performance and assess their needs. Right. And we take care of them from the second form right through sixth form. Not oh. only do we provide them the, you know, all the, the, the funds to, you know, for books and uniforms and all that stuff, but with, this is the part that I think was most important. We pay for their exams. So they're, if they're if they're qualified for 11 subjects oh. we pay we pay for all of that so because it we found that it would make no sense for us to give you the ability to learn and then when it's time to take your exams you are you can't take all the subjects because your parents can't afford it but so nice. we pay for you for CXC and for CAPE if you make it all the way through so we have over 40 we've got close to 50 kids that have been, that have, that have gone through the program. Mm-hmm. And I think our real highlight, you yes. know, was that we have kids, two of our kids won the, the prestigious NCB, you know, um, National Scholarship Award, you know, to the University of the West Indies. Wow. We have all the other kids. We have kids who have been, you know, who have graduated and came up to the, to the United States. And even while they're here, this is part of, You know, where I I really congratulate my team and my fellow alumni, because the kids who are here, as long as they reach out to us, we act as a mentor, you know, for them while they're in this country. And, you know, they always you're always going to have challenges. And even though it's not a part of our scholarship program, you know, charter, you know, individuals would help those kids, you know, when they run into difficulties or anything like that. So that you know, and we have one of our kids that you know is now a successful lawyer in Ohio. Um, and she came and went to Fisk University in Tennessee, went on to Case Western Law School in in, in Ohio, and now is a prominent uh, attorney in Ohio.
1: And and Charles, we know how quickly and how easily it is for some of our students who come who come north um, for a better. Let's say for a better education, a better opportunity in life, easily fall through the
2: cracks. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And that's the reason why, you know, the, you know my, 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 my team members, you know, which I always push them to the forefront because they have done just yeoman's service, you know, um, the fact that they can take on individual kids, you know, and help them through the transition and throughout their college life here in whatever way they can has been a very heartfelt and heartwarming thing to talk about whenever I get a chance to do that.
1: And and it's also very interesting, very heartwarming for me because I see that at Morant Bay, it is not about the, the book education. There is some emphasis on the rounded individual through sports and extracurricular. Talk to me about the athletics program that is at Morat Bay
2: High School. Um, when we were there, and Andrea um, can definitely chime in on that because she <laughs> was a part of, you know, yeah. our championship teams, you know, during her time. Right. <laughs> um, so when we were there, you know, I was the school was, you know, really one of the top schools in in the Eastern champs and, you know, in, in boys and girls champs. You know, when we, you know, we had a fall off, you know, we used to run what we called the Howard Jackson Relay at Martin Bay High School. Yes. And, you know, due to the deterioration of our field, you know, the the the, the, pro, the relay had to be moved from the school, even mm-hmm. though it was in honor of our vice principal, Howard Jackson, yes. you know, so, you know, the Jamaican chapter and ourselves joined together to renovate the, the, the field with the hope of getting... The the, the the game's back to the school. There are other reasons why you know it's not fully back there yet, but it's not for the one to trying and, and the alumni team, I can assure you, is going to do whatever we can to ensure that it comes back to its rightful home because it is honoring one of ours um, and it should not be ran anywhere else, but we're that teacher taught.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, are you tracking the 2018 um, 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 scholars, uh, student athletes?
2: Right now, because we, we, yes and no. Because of COVID, you know, everything got a little topsy-turvy. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, uh,
1: oh a, little, a little topsy-turvy. I,
2: <laughs> <laughs> totally thrown upside down, I my would good, say then. My goodness. Um, and, and, and right now, we are... Trying to regroup, we, we we also had you know a transition, a principal transition during that period of time. So you know we are, I, 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 our program is not where we want it to be, no. and um, our new principal, you know, um, Marsha Ford Bryan, is 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 doing everything in our powers to get us back. So the student, we call them track of you know athletic scholarship, you know because. They were literally recruited for their talent in that, but as a student of the school, they are they have to learn other things. so they still maintain their scholarship um, for academics um, but it was they were recruited specifically for their talent well you know during the primary school era, you know um, to come and represent us. but the program is a little bit off right now, but um, the principal has assured us yeah. that they will be back on top within, you know, by the time next year comes.
1: In short order. Um, yes, in short is, order. Is Morant Bay a, a co-educational institution?
2: Yes, yes, yes. Then, and, and Andrea was on the girls team. Andrea, I don't know if you want to say anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. He's pulling me in, Aubrey. I... <laughs> I'm a collaborator and I just wanted to be a part of a great team. At the time, we had the Juliet Cuthbert and Marcia Brown and Jacqueline. Um, what was Jacqueline? Ja- I forgot. But so many great people were Anthony Christie, people who were doing great. And even today, they're still a part of the, the Alumni Association just by having excelled in the um, athletics program. So it, it was a great program to be a part of, and today we are still participating because of that. Mm-hmm. And over yeah. before we move off that topic, I, yes. I I would be remiss if I did not shout out the fact that we have two Olympic medalists. You know, yeah. um, Juliet Cutbert and Hansel Parchman. Yeah. they're both products of Murray High School. So. Um, I want the world to know that we <laughs> produce world-class, <laughs> <and> world-class athletes. <laughs> of course, of course, of course, yes. yes.
1: Well, what is the current student complement?
2: Yeah. Could you repeat that, please? I, I yeah.
1: can... What's the what's the current um, student complement at the school?
2: We have about 1,300 kids at the school now. Mm. And that mm. number keeps growing for some reason. And, you know, um, we are... We are we're still working on additional facilities because it seems like uh, when the ministry needs a place to put people, they will send them there. <laughs> so we're a little, probably a little over 1,300 kids right now at the school.
1: You are listening to our podcast recording where, uh, this afternoon, well, today we are speaking with members of the Morant Bay High School Alumni Association New York chapter. We have with us uh, Charles Murray, who is the president. And of course, joining in the conversation is Vice President Andrea Boyd. Uh, When we come back in the second portion, we'll take a look at the school and part of a, a rich history that is being renovated and revived. And bringing back that kind of a level of cohorts at the school. This is a podcast. My name is Aubrey Campbell. Right back. A toast only works if it's shared with others, even when we're miles apart. So let's cheer each other on. Cheers to the best in life. Drink and live responsibly. A message from Red Stripe, part of the Heineken
0: Company. John John Manoye, Inde, there no weli to come back. No pinky this time, Akisha. Keisha, just like
2: me, tell Pinky. Give JPS your number, and then we'll send your text with them things here, so you can't stop knock my door. What do you mean? DMR call JPS and tell them to add your phone number to your account, and you will know everything all the time.
0: You're not for us. Send your current contact information, and always be in the know. Visit JPSGo.com for more info. Manpower, I bet you never knew
2: what
1: See what we do. Welcome back to our podcast recording. Our guest this uh, on this occasion is uh, Charles Murray, president of the Morant Bay Alumni Association. A uh, very important organization because if you are Jamaican, you will understand and know um, where in the annals of things uh, Morant Bay. Uh, um, ranks, and so we are taking a look at that that history historical part in a moment. But but Charles, to, to come back to our conversation, you know, uh, we may have made a little fun of that COVID thing in, in the first segment, but as you can well really imagine, uh, the world. is is now re-emerging, so to speak, uh, from that global health crisis. And it did impact in significant ways the delivery of education in Jamaica. Morant Bay alumni stepped up, they stepped to the the front and provided uh, significantly and, and tremendously for the betterment of the students so that they, they could pivot to that level of learning without for some skipping a beat. Um, talk to me about how the Alumni Association managed um, uh, in, 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 in that, that period.
2: Over this is, you know, this is where I, I think I, I will say that my team and um, the entire alumni group you know, in within the United States and, um, and even from in Canada yes. really saw the challenge and just jumped in head first. What do I mean by that? Hmm. Our kids, you know, internet in, in, in St. Thomas is not the best. It is spotty at best. And our kids had no resources whatsoever okay. to handle distant learning. The school was not equipped Mm-hmm. for distant learning because it, it was not, a, I, in my estimation, based on what I've seen, it was not planned for. No one really planned for COVID. Mm-hmm. COVID came and it knocked us back and we were able to respond. So at first, uh, my group, you know, this, you know, Jamaica didn't shut down right away as the U.S., but they had COVID in the school. So we had to get masks to the school. So we were close to the school to get some masks and stuff like that. You know, to the school ASAP. I have to give Yuja credit here because Yuja um, went out and worked with the government, you know, of Jamaica and, um, and, 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 and manufacturers here, especially for tablets and for laptops. And um, they were able to provide an umbrella under which we were able to buy, you know, um, you know tablets and computers for the school. In our case, one of the things that the Jamaican government did, they wanted tablets that were all equipped with Wi-Fi. Oh, but oh. in St. Thomas, Wi-Fi hotspots were few and far between. Hmm. So we were not able to participate as much in the huge tablet program because we had to go out and, and seek tablets with, not only Wi-Fi, but LTE connections, so they can use their data services. Yeah. And um, we were able to, you know, procure over sixty-five tablets for the school and about twenty uh, laptops during that period of time. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I found that were very, very important is the fact that folks who were who had not attended the school, but they are from the parish were calling us to figure out how they can support, which was a community effort. And, yes. Yes. and no matter what we say about the diaspora, the, you know, when there is a challenge, yes. they, we jump to the forefront to figure out how we can help. And, and that was, you know, just a tremendous thing. And last but not least, we, you know, you learn a few things from, you know, adversities. Yes. We learned that the ancillary staff were really paid by the school and not by the ministry. So even though the teachers, when you had shut down, were still doing their work remotely and getting their pay, the ancillary staff were getting nothing. So we were able to come up with care packages, which were organized by UJA through the Alaska Chin Foundation. And those were designated for the ancillary staff. So here we are as alumni, we weren't just looking at our kids and our fellow you know, um, student, but we wanted to touch on the, uh, um, the ancillary staff who is also being challenged.
1: And, and take it any way you want it. The ancillary staff is a critical part of, of, of the process.
2: Exactly, exactly. Hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and and of course, what what the COVID situation did for so many institutions and uh, Morant Bay in in general was to to allow uh, the association like 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 yours to then uh, look at the infrastructure of, 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 on on how education was being delivered, and for you to you know to, to to format that IT portion. Talk to me about that.
2: Uh, you know I I thanks very much for that question because that's a project that is that is that that we're embarking on right now we're in the final phases of it sure. the school was not equipped um with a proper IT infrastructure to support distant learning so even when you were allowing kids to come on campus to do their examinations you, the 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 internet infrastructure was so poor that we had parents telling the administration that it's better if their kids stay home because they were they had a better internet at you know the ones who, who had it yes. had better internet at home and I remember back in December of last year we brought the fifth farmers back to school very first thing I got a call from the principal um, in early December and she goes I we are open now and um, but we may have to send the kids back home because. Um, the internet was so spotty. Mm. And we literally, I got, a, I, I got a hold of my executive body and we made a decision to get that done. And we had a, you know, one of our vendors down in Jamaica. And within 72 hours, we were able to equip the fifth form block of the school with internet services so they could keep school together. And that was what we called phase one of this project. Since then, we have we have, you know we are now you know we're now building a complete infrastructure that all applications will run on and that should be the basis for whatever expansion in distant learning that the school wants to embark on we wanted to make sure that the IT infrastructure was solid and was able to grow with them you know the way you know on from an application standpoint you know in in the future so you know, we've spent, it's, it's a very expensive project. We have spent somewhere, you know, uh, north of $20,000 already on this project, US dollars. And, um, but, you know, it's a drop in the bucket because the, the benefit is gonna be tremendous.
1: My goodness, yes, yes. And, 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 and Charles, the, the location of the school, the importance of the area, where the school is located, I'm sure, is not lost on a Jamaican, is not lost on the, the, the alumni. Uh, and and I, I'm, I'm encouraged that there is a, a restoration of the Morant Bay Rebellion mural project going on, influenced by a past
2: student. Right, we, you know, that during my time at the school, that was one of the highlights of, you know, because every day you walk as a kid through the school, you know, you remember 1865 and the Martin Rebellion and Paul Bogle and, 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 and things like that. Mm. And the fact that it was drawn by a, a fellow alumni, wow. it, you know, was, was so important. And that was done back in, the I think it was 1970, 71. I could may, maybe off a year there. Right. But, you know, you know, that was when, um, you know, um, Michael Coates, um, Michael which Coles. is a, a, yeah, a, a former student um, did it. And it was, a, it, you know, as a part, we, as like everything else, you know, it got faded and, you know, the space was there. But you, the, the new kids weren't able to see mm. that, 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 see our history, yeah. you know, it, from a pictorial standpoint. So as a part of our 60th anniversary program you know, Michael, you know, retire as a teacher now. And we went and sought him out to say, we, we need you to restore this. And the New York chapter took that on as a project. And we are close. The project should have been finished, but unfortunately, Michael had a little, I, um, uh, you know, eye surgery that he had to do. So he had to take a break. Um, but we're hoping that the project will be, you know, completed very shortly. And kids Will now get a chance to understand and appreciate our history and the important, you know, place that you know Saint Thomas and the Morant Bay Rebellion played in Jamaican history.
1: Mm-hmm. Wonderful, wonderful, and 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 you know Charles, uh, organizations uh, like yours uh, uh, survive uh, on the kindness, the generosity of, of of not only past students but a wider community. Who are some of the, 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 the persons, the organizations that your organization leans on, so to speak, for support, not, not only financial?
2: I, um, uh, I, well, first of all, Yuja, I can't give them enough credit mm. because as an umbrella organization for all of us, you know, what, you know it's very difficult as individuals to make noise and get attention, <laughs> but as a group, <laughs> you know um we you as they say you know you know stronger numbers stronger
1: (laughs) to get stronger together
2: stronger together and (laughs) and and you have done a phenomenal job in advocating for all of us here and so i'll give them first you know you know blanket praise because they have been unbelievable now we normally you know reside in the bronx in you know that's where we have our functions and um the, 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 the West Indian community in the Bronx is tremendous. And we have an event um, the first Saturday in November every year. That's when we have a major fundraising event. And I will tell you probably 25 to 30% of the, you know, the people who participate in that function had nothing to do with Maratley High School. <laughs> it's from the community, it, yeah. you know, the church, St. Luke's Church and, and and the other, you know, the other important, you know, institution within, within the, in the Bronx area. Yeah. And I always tell them I am, in, I am so appreciative of, of what they do because alumni come and go. And we, you know, we have challenges in our life. We have work. We've got different things that sometimes... Will you know allow us not to participate fully, but when the community is behind you, um, you know you're doing something good, and that's that's what the Bronx community does for us, and we told it we truly appreciate them.
1: And and um, looking at where you are now, going forward, what are, what's on on the bucket list for the alumni association?
2: Um, the bucket list, that's a good one, because <laughs> what we have learned from, um, from COVID that's is to look ahead. We need to start, not just relax on what we did and just shore up the, the, the portions of the institution that we are accustomed to. We need to work very closely with the school board and its administration, you know, to look ahead and be prepared. So we are never caught flat-footed like this Um, because there are a lot of kids, because of the fact that time and other things, they had to take their exams. They probably didn't do as well as they should because they lost two years of schooling, you know? Because remote learning, you know, we are both here in the States, Aubrey, remote learning was difficult here. Mm. And, And we have all the resources there's possible here. You, think you about an words. area where there's no, no resource yeah. and what and, we're expecting remote learning to work. So it bothers me because I think that, you know, there are a lot of kids who are, you know, are hurt in their future endeavors or setback. Now, yeah, through yeah. their perseverance, and, and, they and, will and, figure and, a way through, yeah, but it's going to uh, be challenging for us. And, you that's, and I, what, that's what
1: I yeah. You and I know how significant a gap two years can be in, 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 in anyone's uh, educational development.
2: I was told that um, um, in a conversation with the administration the other day that they had to institute some remedial um, classes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for some of the new kids that were yeah. coming in, because we worry about the high schools being deficient, the mm-hmm. primary schools were hurt even more, more yeah. but yet still, these kids are showing up at the high school and they're not fully ready for it. So the schools had to put together some remedial programs. So my big concern is um, never to you know, um, be caught flat-footed like this. We should envision um, what the future may be like and start working to harden the institution to, 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 to be able to, you know, to react to any challenges that, that are faced you know that, that 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 are thrown by us. Mm-hmm.
1: And of course Charles, you and I know there is strength in numbers. Yes. Where, where can the next set of alumni reach you and the organization to make their presence felt and to begin to contribute to the to what what will be a lasting legacy at Morant Bay High School?
2: The that that, that that that's 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 a very good one. And we operate in the Bronx. We have a Facebook page I'm gonna be honest. I'm not the biggest social media person. So Andrea, Andrea runs the well, Facebook welcome, page.
1: Welcome to the club.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I will make it known to the world as you, because your 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 podcast may get to the world. So I'm not yes. the biggest social media person. Right. But we have Facebook. We do WhatsApp. Um, we have a we have a a, a, a a website, and you know we um we have our numbers that you know folks can call us. And um, and the good thing about it too is that we are here speaking about the New York chapter. But I will always give um, you know as they would say the shout out to my friends down in Atlanta, and to the group up in Toronto that is trying to get their their stuff together. Because I'd love for alumni, where, where whatever you know wherever they are in life, you know at whatever part of the world they are, that they should reach out and know that we are here to help the school. And if they have a dollar and that dollar, if there are 10 of us, that makes us $10. You know, so that, you know, back to strength in numbers.
1: What is that uh, website address?
2: It's uh, www.mbhsalumniny.com.
1: It was another presentation of our podcast highlighting Mark Bay High School Alumni Association. My name is Aubrey Campbell. Thanks for listening.
0: Impacting Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited, the Jamaica Public Service Company, Red Stripe, Kairamed, and Proven Investments Limited. If you or anyone you know is involved with projects and activities that excite, motivate, and encourage, send us an email to impactingjamaica at gmail.com. Would love to hear from you. Do join us again for another in the series on Google Podcast, Audible, Spotify, Podcast Addict, and Stitcher. You can also visit us at ImpactingJamaica.com.